Get Heavy Podcast, hosted by Craig Casamas and John Scheimer. All right, hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Get Heavy Podcast. I'm here with another uh, glorious Corona Chronicle. Uh, we got Scheimer in the house, and we have our super good friend, Eric Reiser Rodriguez, um, local Ventura uh, man about town. Um, he works for a nonprofit organization that helps intellectual and developmentally dis- disabled people. Uh, he's a Buddhist, uh, meditates, just generally a better person than we are uh, <laughs> all around. <laughs> so we wanted to talk to you, man, and, and just kind of, you know, check in with you and, and see how everything's going in your world, you know? Yeah, man. Well, um, I, I continue to work. Um, you know, we, um, because of the work that I do, we support people. Um, we, our, our agency has a bunch of day programs that have been closed this whole time, but, um, I, I manage a program called training for independent living. And I, um, we, we work with people, um, in apartments. And, um, so we've had to learn how to, how to do that without being in people's apartments. You know, we, um, and so, you know, a lot of this kind of stuff, um, getting people, um, hooked up with zoom with, um, has been a huge challenge for everybody. Yeah. You know, and, and for us, um, you know, we may, we may have people that have uh, real challenges understanding technology or, um, maybe they don't, um, they don't have equipment. Um, you know, they're some of the folks I had to, I had to call them up and walk them through setting up an email account and then, you know, uh, do the, you know, I mean, every step of the way it's been labor intensive just to get, um, you know, some people have, you know, the like government phones and they're like, they can't even get on on a phone. So I I mean, it's, there's been a lot of struggle to, to connect with people other than just old school telephone call, um, which we do that too. And, um, and we show up at people's like outside the window and we're, you know, we'll take, we'll take people through stuff. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And th- those, and that was kind of early days. Now we're, you know, now we're uh, wearing a mask and we, and we, you know, we show up to people's uh, place. And um, so, you know, and all of our work is, um, you know, person to person. Um, so um, it's been, it's been a challenge. And a lot of what we've, been talking about with our whole agency and as we meet on zoom uh with managers just trying to get creative about how do we do the things that we used to do to support people virtually you know Mm -hmm. um and and then i mean in addition to that like all all the employees like we have tons of people that also have the same issues like they don't really know how to use stuff you know Yeah. (laughs) yeah and so you know it's it's been a lot of um and in the beginning, not even knowing, like, should I tell people to stay home? And, you know, I mean, in the first two or three weeks, it was stressful just to even know what kind of schedule. And and still at this point, we're like, well, we're not sure when you might be able to come back to a program that you used to attend or, you know, or when people are going to come back. to Like, still, this yeah. this deep in this fucker, you know, we still, yeah. we still don't really know what to tell people. Like, just stay tuned, you yeah. know? which has its own level of people, you know, most people don't like that. Most people want to want to schedule. Most people want to know what to expect, you know? Um, and we're all just like, man, hold tight, you know? Um, yeah. Well, it's crazy. Cause I wanted to see like, have you since, since this has all happened, I mean, when you're, when you're 
dealing with these guys, you know, the, they're, they're immune compromised most of the time. Anyway, a lot of them are right. I mean, cause so, that's what, well, I, uh, just for the record, I used to work where, where Eric works. Uh, and this was 12, maybe possibly 15 years ago at this point, it was a different organization then, but, um, you know, I noticed that, you know, there were a lot of people were sick a lot of the time and, you know, they have a hard time taking care of themselves sometime. And, you know, they really rely on us for, to help them with their hygiene and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, has, have you had cases where you're, you think it's like, Oh my, is this spreading bad? Or, I mean, it seems like you guys probably helped lock it down pretty quick. Right. We did. And, you know, we, we, we have some things that are in place that were really helpful, you know, um, in terms of, of cleaning and all that kind of stuff because we have to, but, you know, even, even me thinking about the way that certain um, staff members um, fed or, or changed people or whatever, I'm thinking like, man, there's no way we're going to be able to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to change yeah. someone's diaper dude right now? You know, like why, why were we ever like, feeding people who cough all over you, like without a face mask, like without a mask and a face shield. Like, why are we doing that? Like now with this new information and, you know, like just reassessing the kinds of things that we did before. So, um, yeah, we have, that's one of the things that's hard to figure out. Like, um, there are a lot of people who have, um, you know, comorbidities there. There's a lot of people that we support and, when are we ever going to be able to get them back into, you know, um, and so are we going to be able to continue to support them or when will that happen? And, you know, just like with us, with like, I mean, our, our business, our business isn't any different than anyone else's. I mean, like you look at a restaurant and go, okay, whether or not the government says you can go in, what's your business actually going to be like, you know, right? how do you keep people safe and will people come back in the door well, you know, and, and, and the level that you feel safe at, let's say you say, okay, 40% of the old capacity, can you have a business like that? Can you continue to, you know, can you stay alive? Is it even sustainable? You know, is that sustainable? And that's what, yeah. you know, and I mean, we've got no fucking clue how long like this is going to go on. I mean, not only, and the, yeah. Regardless of whether or not the government, the government says it doesn't really matter because people are gonna like they're gonna take care of themselves in whatever way they feel safe. Well, because yeah, exactly. It's like it's like if the government right now was like opened up everything and had like farm, you know, everything was just like here, everything's open. Who's gonna go to it? I'm not. Right. You no, know, like like for for you, John, and I've got you know I've got ten friends who like work in either behind the scenes or on the, or, or on stage. And like, I'm not, I'm not down to go to a concert and stand shoulder to shoulder with a thousand people right now. Like I'm not doing that, you know? No um, way. No way. So like, I'm still, I'm still scared to give, I'm still, I'm still scared to give most of my, my friends hugs. I know. You know and what I mean? Like that's a whole, that's a whole mind fuck. We don't have any idea. Like I, I, me too. I was like, I've been seeing you from a distance for three months, we, we stand, you know, apart from each other and I'm not hugging you. Neither one of us has been sick. What am I afraid of? You know, yeah, exactly. I'm not hugging, you know? No, you, but yeah, but it's still, it's still not like we're, we're each other from, a, you know, from 10 feet away, you know, like, 
Um, so there's a whole psychological part of this that like has nothing to do with, you know, with what the government does or, or, or even makes any sense. Well, know? and we haven't, and we haven't even hit that, that part of it yet as to how you're going to react when everything opens up, you know, no one knows. Huh. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to, I mean, it's hard to imagine, you know what I mean? Even with me being like personally over it, like I'm just over being home. I'm over everything being shut down. And I've said it a thousand times. It means it does not mean I will not participate. It doesn't mean I won't, I don't support it, but mentally I'm like done. I'm just over it, you know, but like, I'm still not going to go to a show you know, or I'm not going to go sit in a movie theater with now, sticky feet. You know what I mean? Eating popcorn, you know, like, yeah, well, you have to go, yeah, go to a movie theater and they, they people are sitting in that seat before you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, it's a trip, man. Even with like, it, let's say the movie theater opens and they're like, yeah, 30% capacity, you know, whatever, how many ever seats between people and like, yeah. and then just like you said, like, well, yeah, but who was the, who was mm-hmm. the, who was sitting there before me, you know, like, and you have to count on the 17 year old kid that fucking works there to clean the fucking seat. Right. Right. And, and, you know, I, I mean, you guys know, I, I travel every year. I go out of the country every single year and I had, you know, I, I had my plans for this year and I'm like, I'm not getting on a, like even, well, I'm not getting on an airplane, you know, like an airplane. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, um, recycled air. Yeah, an, an airplane is the worst possible place you can be even when they come around they've got these like sprayers and they but I, like that's a that's a worse yeah. place you could be yeah yeah i like how craig has gone uh oh okay there we go sorry guys i didn't mean to i had to the wife knocking you know that's all right oh yeah yeah for sure i was for hoping sure. you guys would keep going without me we just uh, I, it, it's basically you're not wearing pants and you had to get up yeah, yeah. Oh, I have pants on. They're just pink shorts today. <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to be festive for festivus, you know. Oh, look at that! <laughs> yeah. Huh? Anyway, that's called that's called not having to do shit this week. That's huh? right, hundred percent, dude. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like um, a lot of construction is going on, but you you haven't been working. So I I have had to transfer from being an instructor, teaching people how to run equipment on a job site, you know, at a training facility to being an online instructor. So I'm literally trying to like, we've been doing online courses for the last six weeks straight, trying to get the, all the apprentices through their stuff. Um, but uh, construction sites are open, you know what I mean? They're essential workers and a lot of that stuff has had to continue on and they're doing the mask and the social distancing as best as they can. But I've, I've transitioned, I've been working from home for the past, you know, three months at this point. And right. it's, it's been really nice to be able to spend this much time with my kids. I mean, I've never, I have a young, you know, I have the, the one-year-old and I, I missed a lot of my first two kids, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that's been really cool. But literally it's like me on a PowerPoint and I like, it's, it's as hilarious as me going like, here's a bulldozer. Like it's not that ridiculous, but it's, it feels that ridiculous at times. You know We need to, we need, I'm going to, I need, I'm going to come over in full PPE one time yeah. and record you for, oh, I'll yeah. say, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll post some conversations and it's me for going, me. you know, it's just, it's a really, I mean, you know, I, I left the construction industry because I got this job to be an instructor essentially to teach people how to run equipment through a, a, my union, which is like the job, you know, it's, it's the retirement job, you know right. what I mean? Um, and then from, and within my first year to have to, 
figure out how to do this online is like, but it's a lot of zoom. We have Microsoft teams that we're using. I'm building quizzes, doing PowerPoint presentations and stuff like that. But, um, I, I'm realizing that I might be the only motherfucker in this union that knows how to use a computer. You know what I mean? Is, is, what, is, is what's, what's turning out. Cause I'm banging shit out pretty quick and everyone's like, what's happening? You know, how are you doing that? I'm like, I'm like, dude, I just had to explain to you how to like copy and paste a link. Right. You know? and, and that's fine. You know, you're a construction worker, dude. Like you're not expected. Like this dude can cut a slope beautifully. Right. But, you know, it's just the computer is not his world, you know, and it, it's not really mine either, but yeah, I, but have a, I have a better understanding, you know, I keep talking to, to, you know, people I work with. I'm like, like, we've got to make ourselves essential. So that's, yeah. that's what yeah. you're about. You're talking about making yourself essential. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. Because, so, you know, you know, the ax is coming. I mean, there's no way that all, all these businesses can, can sustain all this, you know, yeah. like, so it, if, if you're not essential to your business, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, like then the, you know, the work's going to be tough to find because there's going to be everyone else's for something too, you know? Oh, for sure, man. I mean, you know, that's, that's kind of the, I, I think that's, if you take that stuff, um, you know, I take a lot of the like, like punk rock ethos. Like I take that stuff very seriously. You know, you get in there, you do, do it yourself. You find your own way, you make your own path. And that's what I've done with every job. I, you know, I topped out in construction in 10 years, dude. And that's a 20 year trajectory. And it's because I think that I, I figure out how to get in there and do exactly what you said, make myself essential. I think we all do this. You know what I mean? Like you get in, you get into a spot, you make yourself absolutely essential to the project, to the job, to the business, to the whatever. And then now you found your place, you know, and then at that point you can thrive. So a lot of people don't have it. I mean, a lot of people just don't have that in them, you know, but um, I, I certainly do. I know John does. It seems like you do because you, you, you know, when you got hired at your company, I remember when you first started there, it was, you, you essentially kind of jumped up pretty quick, you know, but by, I was assume making yourself essential, you know? Sure. Yeah, I, I moved right up and um, yeah, and uh, you know, I'm part of the leadership, you know, now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Shimer went from dirty, dirty floor sleeping uh, yeah. with us on tour to uh, managing very big bands on tour, <laughs> you know, because he made himself essential, you know, it's, and, and, you know, some people don't have, are in this, especially in this climate, some people don't have that option, you know what I mean? Their job is just done right now you know what well, I, mean? I, I always had me, me and my buddy we always joked about because i always had people tell me how lucky i was and right I was, like, I was like let me show you the path the path of luck you know <laughs> yeah lucky but, yeah let me sh- let me show you this path of luck that i've taken it's just been fucking given yeah, just all way. luck it just been stumbling into luck. piles of gold <laughs> yeah yeah, I know, like, you don't believe in luck, but I believe in a little bit, you know what I mean? But I think it's 99% hard work and determination that gets you where oh, yeah, you are, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might I mean, be in the right always... place at the right time every once in a while, but, yeah, you know, it's it's because of your hard work and determination puts you in that spot, you know? So, mm-hmm. it's weird. Well, but, um... if, luck it exi- if luck exists, it exists equally good and bad luck, so, you know what I mean? Right. Like, of course you get opportunities that you didn't really, that you just kind of lucked into. And you also have huge challenges that you had no part in fucking up, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's hard work that puts you, you know, that, that, um, and then sometimes people also use luck 
interchangeably with gratitude. Like, you know, like, you know, I feel lucky. Well, I mean, you know, grateful and grateful and lucky are different to me too. You know, it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a trip, man. I, so one thing I wanted to ask you about is, is, um, you know, in dealing with all the, you know, the people that you deal with and stuff like that, I mean, how is their mental, I mean, do a lot of them understand what's going on? I mean, is, is that, how is that, how is it affecting their community at this point? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, um, it, that's been tough, you know, to, to get, to, to teach the folks that we support, um, how to do things completely differently. And, you know, in, in the program that I have where we're training people, training for independent living, you know, we're, we're teaching people independent living skills. So things like cooking and cleaning and banking and shopping and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, they need training, um, in order to get there. Well, you know, now the stuff that we've been teaching them, now we've got to teach them new things. And, um, and, uh, our, our job changed a lot between like things that are like sort of tasks to do to like, we're, we're having to really do a lot of emotional support, you know? Right. Um, and cause it, they're, they're, you know, when I worked there, it's a lot of very sensitive people. You know what I mean? You can, you well, also, can... I imagine, I imagine like, I, I've never worked in the line of work you guys are in. And I imagine that reputation is very important. Super important. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like where it's like anything, you know, in, any kind of hiccup in your day. And then now the living in a day where it's been one long day. Yeah. Right. It's a huge, yeah, it's a huge hiccup. And some, some of the things that we teach, like, some people really the routine, you know, the, the repetition is what helped them get to be able to do it independently or, or pretty independently. And then to say, yeah, throw all that out the window. This is what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, um, I, I mean, we've got, a, we support a lot of people that don't have a lot of, they don't have a lot of community. So the emotional support now is super important. Like they, like being part of their program that's where their friends are they don't have a bunch of friends and you know like so they um oftentimes they are pretty isolated you know the folks that we support in my program you know a couple of them are really staying in all the time and yeah. and so our job is to try to you know get them out for a walk you know mm -hmm. i mean as simple as but the same thing is true for you know i i mean you guys have all kinds of friends and people, you know, and like, I mean, the, the same thing's true for everyone, you know, it's like, okay, I got to make sure I'm taking care of myself, you know? Um, and, and all the, the ways in which we can take care of ourselves, you know, like, I mean, sometimes people are sitting around, I, you know, I, I had a meeting with like what we call the circle of support. So people that, um, who get, uh, services in our agency, they, they, the there's a regional center that is kind of the the uh case manager agency that 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 takes the money from the state and gets the and and um so them and you know whoever their staff member is and you know a circle of people and the service coordinator asked this individual like what have you been doing um have you been getting um any exercise and this individual literally said i walked to the bathroom in the fridge <laughs> like <laughs> That was the literal answer. That's it. Well, that's what I do. <laughs> that's a trip, man. I mean, you know, because I just, I always experienced a lot of, you know, 
it's just it's those it's those like uh i guess old stereotypes where you know you see someone with down syndrome and you just automatically assume they don't got as much going on in their head as you do and it's absolutely false i mean you know i've had some incredibly in-depth conversations with people you know when i worked at at that facility that you know you were like dude profound you know not only that much more well-rounded than i was at the time (laughs) it's it's a trip so i i just i'm i'm hope you know i know they're in good hands i know you guys are doing your best i'm so you know i just wanted to know like you know how it's affecting so that's cool i mean it's i i think it's tough for some people and and every time we do have contact we have a phone call we have a zoom you know people are like when can we come back i mean people miss are you know it's a community right yeah, yeah. it's their it's their it's their it's their tribe right and, yeah. and we're different we're like when can i hug one of my friends you know like oh, yeah. you know it's the same yeah. and, um but it's gonna it's 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 just it's also gonna be i'm sure it's gonna be difficult though when everybody gets back together because everyone like you know what i mean like everybody's i mean i imagine it when when we all start hanging out too it's gonna be like oh hey but it's like we haven't physically all hung out in like nine months or whatever, whatever it is by the time yeah. we start seeing some people. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's just like, everything is different now, you know, yeah, around, we're, you know, like standing around a bonfire, you know, everyone's just going to have to be like all around yeah. the circle and not, you know, yeah. yeah. Did you guys see this, see this thing in Germany with the, with the uh, pool noodles on people's heads? No, no. The, <laughs> I, I, you know, I saw it on social media. There, there's these restaurants in Germany where people, they go to the restaurant and they give them this little hat that has pool no- noodles on it so that, like, that's your circle that you're not supposed to enter. So <laughs> these, you know, these noodles on their head and they're just sitting there by themselves with these pool noodles on their head eating. <laughs> I just Googled it. Hold on. <laughs> ridiculous let me i'm gonna share i'll share this screen real quick just so we all see it here but that's amazing dude yeah it's hilarious yeah that yeah that i mean it's just did you see the restaurant in baltimore or the bar in baltimore they have like inner they have like inner tubes yeah oh yeah. that's rad i think this is to bring a little bit of humor to it to like to go you know like hey we're gonna do this thing we're gonna keep apart from one another but we're going to try to keep some you know humor yeah. i think that is brilliant yes yeah, yeah, check this out real quick i'll, I'll share the <laughs> screen just so you see it share the screen <laughs> can you guys see that <laughs> i can't see it yet it's just it's just it just says i started sharing screen but it's black oh bummer okay well never mind then yeah craig wild anyway stop sharing um yeah, it's just it's just too bad, you know. It's just I don't. It's it's so hard to so hard to even wrap your head around how you know how you're gonna feel once he really does. I mean, is it ever gonna be back to normal? It feels like it won't, you know what I mean. But eventually, a year from now, I mean, when it's cycled through I think, everything, I think, and it's, I think I think the closest thing to like what we remember, what life was a couple months ago, I think it'll be five to ten years really yeah to where it's like back to normal people feeling comfortable everything's in full swing or attempting to be in full swing uh i mean it's gnarly i mean for 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 my aspects of it like the music thing 
it's like, okay, okay, we'll allow concerts. But it's not like all of those bands can just go tour, can just like pick up and go tour right away. You know what I mean? Like, are those, are, it's not uh, financially feasible. Well, yeah. And then I, on top of that, you've had a year of bands and events pushing and pushing dates and pushing dates yeah. and pushing dates. So at a certain point when it does open up, I mean, it's going to be such a war to even get a venue. Well, and it's going to cost to anything, so much know? money to put on a show. Right. Insurance, who knows, cut, you know? You have to cut capacity. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? I see all of these, like, um, I, I, you know, bands, comedians, and who have booked dates for the mm-hmm. fall. Yeah. We don't know if that should, like, we don't, we don't know if to show up to any of those And shows. who wants to go? But that's the thing. It's like. It's like, who's going to show up to these things? You know what I mean? Well, the, a lot count? of people I mean, will, but... Not who, you know. but how are yeah. you going to count on these people showing up? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, I've seen some comedians that are already starting to book shows. Country artists should do well. Yeah. Country music artists should do well. Those yeah, people show sure. up. But even comedians, I mean, there's like a, a handful of comedians that are booking dates in Texas and Washington and, you know, all these areas that are opening up. You know what I mean? See, what? but a comedian is cheaper all around sure yeah compared to a band 100 percent. but you're still selling 900 tickets you know what i mean to a venue you know what i mean it's it's a lot of fucking people you know yeah no yeah yeah yeah. but it's 900 but like i mean where but where are they playing are they playing 900 capacity rooms yeah like thousand capacity rooms it's uh, a couple guys i'm talking about are like brendan schaub and and those guys i've been hearing them on the podcast talk about you know going to markets that are starting to open texas washington ohio shit like that you know where you know washington is already through most of their their stuff you know so well but you know who we, knows we'll and we'll see you know i mean like once that starts happening and once things start opening up and people start doing those things we'll see i mean um you know i'm no historian but i remember um from in after world war one people went out wait eric how old are you yeah, <laughs> 108. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. That's World War One. 108 is a sacred Buddhist number. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I mean, yes, I did. I knew that. There was a band. There was a band <laughs> called 108. Yeah. Oh snap! Nice. Like people went out and partied in the streets and all got you know like hugging and kissing and drinking together and all this stuff after World War One ended and the. Um, ensuing second wave of the of the flu killed more people than the fucking war did right yeah so yeah i mean and that's what you see you know and even even in the uh, the couple articles i read today even in the communities that are starting to open up you're starting to see numbers starting to rise again you know what i mean so it's like it's gonna naturally you know i mean in the end in the end shit's gonna open up and people are still going to keep getting sick. And it's up to, you know what I mean? It's up to the people that want to go out and the people that don't want to go out. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's just, out. you know, and it goes to what kind of what we were talking about before we started is it's just the general, for any of us to assume the federal government or government in any sense is going to be fucking doing exactly what's right for the people is as- asinine. You know what I mean? It's, it's mismanaged. It's misappropriated. It's misfunded. It's the whole thing. You know what I mean? They're, they're wasting our money constantly, but there is ways to do this, you know what I mean, individually, state to state, county to county, but it's such a huge machine, I think, that once it starts rolling, how do you, 
you know, like we were talking about testing, initially testing everyone would have been the way to do that. And then keeping the people infected or, or even at risk at home, you know, rather than completely shutting down the country. And that's, then that's the thing that I think is the, is the worst thing that like, yes, there were things that could have been done ahead of time. And there, there were things that could have been done, you know, at certain points, but then even once the horse was out of the barn, we still haven't really like, okay. Like I remember, you know, two and a half months ago, hearing this phrase like wartime mentality, there still hasn't been any real attack of this. You know, it's like right. the only way that we, the reason there has to be a blanket shutdown is because there's no tar- there's no testing to be able to target sick people. That's the only, yeah. that's, that's the only way that you can do it. There is no other way. Right. You, you either tell everyone to stay home or you find out who actually has the virus and you ask them to stay home. And right. like, it's, there's no, there isn't any other way to do it. So unless we have that and, you know, we're inching forward in our, and recently, even where we, in the County we live in just in the past 10 days, there've been um, several testing centers that have been opening up and there, and there, there's more and more testing that's been available. Now there's problems with tests too. And you know, that's, a, that could be a whole show, just tests, but you know, like the, but there isn't another alternative. Like we, we need to test, positive negative test and antibody test and figure out like, you know, so you can just isolate people who, who are, are sick, you know, or, or are carrying the virus. Yeah. But now you're at the mercy of the government and these people making the decisions, assuming that they're making the test correctly without cutting corners and how many false positives. And then on top of that, you know, you know, there is something to be said for making healthy people stay home on top of that. You, you need to be out among people to, you know, have your body react to normal viruses, flu viruses, cold viruses, any other thing that might, you know, you, you can potentially create a huge bigger problem by having healthy people stay in their houses and not be, you know, they're devaluing their own immune systems by not, you know, contacting anything. You know what I mean? It's, there's a million ways. And then also, I, I, I remember when I start pitching is that, I'm judging this in real time. You know what I mean? Like this isn't a hundred years later where we can look at it. It's like we have the opportunity now to find that all this information so fast and then be like, they should have done this and they should have done that. And I can't believe they're not doing it. And it's like, dude, what? It's a shit show, man. It's an absolute shit show. You know? I mean, I, I agree with everything you said, except for yeah. Yeah. they have done this. There were people in January who mm. had, and, and some of some of whom were in our government. Oh yeah, uh, who, who came out with plans? Testing was the first thing on the list. So so some of this, yes, you're absolutely right. We do that all the time. I do that all t- all the time. I'm like fucking mon- Monday morning quarterback. Like fuck, like why why didn't they run this play? But mm-hmm. like, but why um, didn't they just hand it off to Marshawn Lynch? Yeah, any anyone with any functioning brain understood from the very beginning that testing was the most important part and even if you have even if you have tests that are are providing they're not it's not false positives that's not really a, the problem the problem is false negatives right um, there's tons and tons and it's like but they fast track that which makes sense i mean fast tracking the tests they weren't the best they didn't have they didn't want to take the time to to test how good the tests were so they got those all out and that makes sense because you're in a crisis, but testing remains to still three months 
later, after we found out like, oh, we've got a real problem, there still isn't, you know, I mean, a week in, fucking Taiwan, Hong Kong are doing, you know, North Korea, they're doing 10,000 tests a day, like, you know, it, right away. Right. Um, and I mean, and we're doing that too, but we're, the, the expert like opinions that I've read and, and I've read these plans that have, that like conservative and liberal thick think tanks have put out, they're saying that like, um, that we need to be doing 5 million tests a day in this country just to keep up. And mm-hmm. we're doing, and we're doing like, you know, 150,000 across the country, which, you know, which is better than early days, Not. but, but we have, you know, we've got almost 400 million people and, you know, and what the, what the Asian countries were doing, we're like, we're going to test people like every few weeks. Like you're not only, you're not going to get one test. You're going to, you're going to continue to test, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a trip. Cause I don't, it, part of me thinks like that obviously yet, I, I think testing is a thing, but we're so fucking big. We have so many people in this country. I understand that China has so many more, you know, there's a lot of people everywhere, but the, it seems to be that we're on the cusp of like this ridiculous divide between the right and the left. And you have states that won't work with each other that live right next to each other, even counties that won't work with each other because of a political line. You know what I mean? And it's like, we're almost getting what we deserve at this point. <laughs> it's like, we've been so fucking ignorant to each other for so long that it's like, we're going to just let ourselves you know, be like this now, you know what I mean? Because of this dividing line, you know, over blue and red or whatever. It's, it's, it's the saddest thing to see, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm in the, and, and I wanted to bring up too, that you have, you have a, a Facebook live uh, thing that you guys do. That's a lot about politics and, and, you yeah. know, and you were telling me, you know, it's based on, you know, gain, gaining back the art of the conversation, you know, and having a political disagreement and being okay with it, you know? Yeah. My friend John and I, um, um, we call it common ground and we do it on Facebook, um, Facebook live, you know, we, and so we started doing zoom also. And then, and then, um, putting that, um, broadcasting that onto Facebook live and we, and people type in, um, we're going to start having guests like this. Now we never did before, you know, all we did was broadcast on Facebook live and then we would read comments sure. real and then we would respond to them. Um, but yeah, it's mostly political and you know, our, our whole idea is that like, let's, let's try to have a conversation where we're not, where we're not making assumptions about, you know, if you, if, if you're, you know, whatever, like just let's not call somebody conservative and decide that they, that that means that they believe all these things or liberal and that means, and then dismiss the, let's just have a conversation about an issue and let's not bring up those kind of labels at all. Let's just try to have a, let's discuss this issue. And, um, and you know, I, I think it's really good. I think that when 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 we have conversation, it, it's pretty easy to find something to find the common ground in. You know, like we can agree on something, even even if we have really different views about. Now, some people are yahoos. You know, some people are just like minute one. They're calling you some name, and they're making an assumption about. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. Friday, I was talking about. <laughs> Somebody started accusing me of being like uh, anti-Second Amendment. It's like I never fucking talked about guns. I don't have any problem with people owning guns like that. What are you talking yeah. about? You know, and started calling me names. You know, it's like this is exactly what we're saying. Like 
and this is the whole point of the show is to say, just because I hold this opinion doesn't mean that you know anything about what I like, you know what I'm telling you right now. That's it. You know, and like, let's discuss that. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it sucks when it's like, like we live in a world where it's like, if you believe you have to be like full bore on a team, you can't right. just be like, Hey, I like a little bit of that. Hey, I like a little bit yeah. of that. Hey, I like a little bit of that. What does that make me? I don't know because yeah. it's a little bit of everything, you know? Yeah, I mean, this is a dying, dying star as far as this stuff goes, you know, the political lines. And it's so shitty because we get, we get thrown, you, everyone gets thrown into these categories, you know what I mean? When it's a very small, small, like vocal majority that gets the right and left, the extremes, you know, their points across. And for some reason, you know, the algorithms in Facebook, they, they actually give you shit that pisses you off because you react to it so now you're engaged and so now it's this big cycle you know what i mean like i just think it's it's such a vocal minority that are that asinine that can't i mean my old man is a 4chan trump supporting you know what i mean a full-blooded red american and i fucking love the dude to death and we argue and we disagree and we agree on certain things you know what i mean um, you know, and, and, but we can still, at this point, you know, there was many times where we've had blowouts, but, um, we can walk away and be cool. You know what I mean? And I think it's starting to get back to that again. You know, the pendulum seems to be swinging, you know, and the left is overstepped just as much as the right, you know what I mean? And they're both pretty embarrassing to be honest. You know? <laughs> I hope you're right. I'm not seeing that. And this, this, yeah. as I said earlier, like when, when we first, we were first in early days of this, um, you know, covid situation people were together there was a crisis but we're back to it being completely political oh yeah and make no mistake it's not just yes you're totally right about the facebook um, algorithm but then also um all news they all they care about is clicks and likes and you know like that's all they care about so all they're doing is stirring the pot and politicians only you know, like they're going to, they're going to support their team as John was talking about. They're not, it's not like common good. It's like, I'm, I'm supporting my team. I'm this. this. I'm this. You're yeah, that. It's team sports. It's tribalism. I mean, it's pure tribalism. But, but the, you know what, um, this conversation, like either health um, risk mitigation or the economy, that's a politically motivated um, dichotomy. That's fucking nonsense. We have to keep people safe and keep people working. Though, like, and what, and if, and if politics and news media was left out of the situation, we would talk to each other and we would get super creative about how to keep us safe and keep working and keep making money. But that's not, that does not serve the elites. That does not serve the media and the politicians. And so, and all the, all the, the statistics and all the, the, the polling and all the things that, that people follow about conspiracy theories, people think they're being super maverick about, about certain um, conspiracy theories. But the only, only the, po- the, the, the conspiracy theories that get really popular are the ones that, that media people and politicians are, start espousing. So once again, the elite are the ones that decide, even the, the people that are like, I'm fucking super um, 
maverick and and you know deviant no those are those are the ones that are coming from the top two you know of course man it's all disinformation it's all there's gonna be there's, there's gonna be a loose know? there's gonna be a, a new loose change movie and it's gonna be about 5g cell towers <laughs> yeah 5g cell towers took yeah. down towers took down a uh, tower seven right yeah or whatever it was yeah. well you know people in england like burn some 5g towers down yeah okay. yeah yeah so good and then, yeah. and then, and then it's right all over that, the world 5g's in like five countries you know what i mean right that, ridiculous. They, went, they went they went and made their kids some microwave burritos right yeah and they're like those damn 5g cell towers yeah right right to the mcdonald's drive-thru yeah you know? yeah which is one of the things that John is constantly talking about. He's like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, look at all of the, exactly that, that machine is still running. Oh yeah. 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 Still running. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you know, having, we could go over this all day, but the, uh, one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you is because of your, your Buddhist uh, beliefs your your uh you've you've been telling me about meditation and breathing for years you know what i mean and it, it wasn't until very recently you know i always told you that my anger keeps me sharp and you know what i mean like, and it, it, it is true at a certain point but what i am finding is that i am you know i really i have started doing like some guided meditation stuff i've been using uh, the sam harris app a lot uh doing the it's i uh, what's it is it, it's not calm. It's the other one. Wake up. I think it's called. Wake up. Yeah. And it's been great. You know what I mean? Uh, and then I'm a big proponent of like the Wim Hof breathing method and all that stuff. I've been panicking and doing that stuff. So, but I wanted to ask you, like, how did you get into this stuff and what is it like, what are some basic techniques you use to kind of deal with the stress? I mean, exercise is always a good one, but just to be able to quiet your own mind down is so powerful. I'm finding, you know, and you're a hundred percent right. I've been, I've been wrong the whole time is what, I'm, <laughs> what I've realized. <laughs> um, well, you know, I, you guys met me a little bit later, you know, I, I was, um, I was quite rambunctious and quite violent in my youth and you guys don't, don't know me like that, you know? And, um, yeah, and, I've heard stories, but you know, it's hard for me to really imagine, you know? Yeah. And, and <clears throat> I, I mean, I, I transformed myself. There's no question about it, you know, like, um, and it was years. I mean, it did, it's not like it, I mean, at first it was like, I had, I still had quite an attachment to the identity that I had, you know? And um, I mean, I, I, I first, you know, I first just heard about meditation in actually a, a class and I, you know, I tried it out and then um on on one of my first trips to Asia, on my first trip to Asia, not one of my my, my first trip to Asia, I um I visited a Buddhist monastery, um, and um decided to stay for a week, and um and just lived the way the monks lived there, and um it had an incredible impact on me that sort of changed me forever. Um, you know getting getting up in the morning and spending the vast majority of your day meditating and if you're not meditating in the in the traditional sense of sitting there which we did that and we did chanting <laughs> but then also there was instructions about how to mindfully clean and how to mindfully eat and i was introduced to these concepts um and 
you know, I, I went back to, to life and carried on much the way I did before, but I was, I was hooked. You know, I was like, I was, my interest was peaked. And while I was there, I, I felt like a kind of relaxed that I had never felt at that point in my life. You know, I was 19 years old and I was like, I never, you know, um, I never felt like that before. I've like, I had moments where I was like, there's nothing wrong. And I had never felt like that. Like, (laughs) and, and still, you know, like, um, I, I, and when, when you're in a, when you have that kind of moment where like, there's nothing wrong, what really is there is a pretty joyful feeling. Um, and, um, very, very simple techniques, um, can get you to that place, you know, like, um, I mean, it's not instantaneous and it's not, you can't turn it on and off, but the, the practice is continually going back. And it's, I mean, you go back and go back and go back and you, what you're doing is training your mind just the same way that like, if you were to go to the gym and, and do reps, you know, you're training that muscle and that's what you're doing in your mind and our our brains are hardwired i I mean i i've done and i think sam harris is kind of into this too isn't he not he's not just buddhist isn't he like um he does something with brain research oh he's a neuroscientist dude yeah he's a neurological scientist i mean a a fucking smart motherfucker dude he understands (laughs) the brain dude yeah it's it's shocking i'm glad glad you specified that a neuroscientist is a smart i mean but when you hear him talk you're like this is so this this guy's so much, I mean, and it's not just smart with technical shit. I mean, he's, he's so in tune with how people seem to work and not just the mechanics of the brain, but, and he pisses a lot of people off too. I don't agree with everything he says all the time, you know, but, um, but yes, very much so. He's into the science of the brain too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm doing a zoom book club just like this right here with, with a couple of my friends and we're reading a book called um, Buddha's brain. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, it's all neuroscience and, and Buddhism and, um, and, you know, like, like that breathing technique you were talking about really what, what's, there are certain things that, that help you, um, like activate the parasympathetic nervous system as, mm-hmm. and that's the relaxing one, you know, that's the yeah. that's part of our nervous system that helps us chill. Mm-hmm. And so there are things that like, um, you know, a breathing technique can get you into that relaxation quicker but really our, our minds are hardwired to, to notice and remember the shit that causes trouble. The, um, it's, that's actually how our, our minds are, our, our brains are hardwired to do that because things, things that feel good are important. We need to, we need to like be attracted to the food that like, you know, sets off the, or sex or whatever. Those things are, are important to our survival, but they're not as important as the things that cause danger. So even when we're talking about this thing about Facebook and about the politics, those things tap into the same, um, the same centers of the mind that are like, are attracted. We click on those things. The dopamine blast that our brain gets yeah. is from that, that danger um, mechanism. It's like, what is that thing? I need to know what that thing is. And we're attracted to it. And our minds are going to do that and they're going to keep going. They remember, it remembers the danger stuff more, um, the negative experiences more that, so 
in well, order- you're talking about hundreds of thousands of years of evolution you know what i mean of us as a species of human running for our lives from animals or running for our lives to animals to kill them or surviving or warring with tribes you know what i mean like I, I, I read a statistic that like we're still 10,000 years behind in our brain compared to how we're living now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're, our brains are hardwired still for 10,000 years ago at this point. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and it makes sense that those, <clears throat> those markers, I mean, I see it with my kids on the phone. Even I have, you know, you get that phone, you start scrolling, you get those dopamine hits, you put it down. Now you're panicking. You don't know what to do. You're bored. You know, there's all those things. And it's the same thing with, bad food you know what i mean uh positive reinforcement negative reinforcement it it all feels it hits the same centers of the brain it seems like you know what i mean i'm starting to really figure it out now but i'm nowhere near close to getting doing always, anything about it <laughs> you know I I have, mean? There's, there's times when i have like moments of like everything is okay <clears throat> and it just like like i always i constantly am thinking and trying to work on myself and you know always in different practices therapy meditation all of it but there's times when i have these moments of just like holy shit life is really nice and like i can feel it in my brain and i just like when those moments hit i'm just like i sit there and i close my eyes i'm like oh my god enjoy this moment right now enjoy this nice moment so like I definitely, uh, as someone who's probably practiced less than both of you guys, it's definitely something of interest that, you know, I can see helping the world. Yeah, man. I, I, um, so I'm also, I, I, I told Craig the other day that I was, um, I did, uh, I've been doing these um, retreats on Zoom for the past few weekends. I mean, one of the things that I've been doing that I'm stoked on with the, you know, stay at home, I, I don't have to, like, I might not have gone to LA or to Seattle or whatever to these retreats, but guess what? On zoom, I'm, I'm down you there. Know? Yeah. Like, you know, making myself something to eat and three minutes later I'm on, you know, like, um, yeah. so, um, it's been really good for me. And, um, I love that so we're um, reading this book by this, um, Thai master that, that taught, I mean, basically he was the, he was the reason like most of the Buddhism that's in the United States that has to do with, vipassana which is just means insight and you know um so many of the teachers that teach today including sam harris you know he's deep into vipassana you know like that all came from this guy ajahn cha from from thailand because he opened a monastery specifically to um ordain foreign monks and so a bunch of people came over and then they brought it over here and, and there is tibetan and zen and other um but the, but that was kind of the first thing so anyway we'll read this <laughs> by him and i love this thing so much um he said um when the maverick heart doesn't get what it wants it makes trouble and i was just like i just started fucking cracking up like (laughs) yeah that shit that when you know when it, it does make trouble i mean it when you you know when you're really attached to something you know and you guys both know i've had a a tough past year when you're very attached to something man not only does the heart hurt but the mind spins and it you know it does not want to be wrangled you know and um and you've got to you've got to tell that thing over and over and over again as often as you can to come back to this present moment and so that's what meditation is yeah 
I'm always just trying to remind myself that like, you know, pain is temporary, you know, pain is temporary. This is temporary. Get through it. You know, try to ground myself that way of just like, you know, yeah. One of the things I, I try to really keep in mind, you know what I mean? Cause you know, when it comes to raising kids and working, you're working your ass off. It's, I mean, no, you know, you seem to never get a break, but you know, I really try to come back to the like gratitude. You know what I mean? It, it's something that just hits, it hits my brain at least a couple times a day. It's like as bad as things are, I'm, I was, first of all, I was, I'm born in America. I'm a white man. And not only that, I'm born in America and the most incredible time in history, essentially. You know what I mean? Like, how lucky are we to be in this moment to have the even option to worry about, you know, how I'm going to pay my next bill or whatever, because it could be so much worse. I mean, you've been all over the world and you've, I'm sure you've seen poverty and like, we've never even imagined, you know what I mean? And I, I try to keep that in mind. Like, I'm not digging through the garbage to get my food. My kids are safe everything's fine. This temporary thing that I'm pissed about the guy on the road or some dickhead at work or whatever, like these things are so finite compared to this grand scale of human history and how bad it could really be. I mean, when I read that, uh, there was a post that was, you know, if you were born in the 1900s, the amount of like trials and tribulations you went through your whole life. And it, I was like, dude, I mean, you know, I mean, we got through nine 11. That was rough. You know what I mean? Yeah, and obviously day, millions of people suffer every day, you know, and I'm just, I'm lucky, dude. I'm a lucky motherfucker, you know? And I try to really keep that in mind, you know, when I start, when my brain starts bitching, you know what I mean? About how bad things are and how unfair it is. And, you know, all these things, it's just, um, the gratitude is really something that's kind of, helped anchor me down a little bit you know and and just and then to really remember to okay when the like you were talking john like those moments where they life feels great you know like when i'm hiking or riding my bike and i'm at the top of a mountain or with my family and everyone's getting along and no one's fighting those those moments are so precious you know and i'm starting to realize like those are the moments you need to hold on to and and to be able to quiet your mind down to that point where you can make yourself feel like that you know what i mean like or so, i don't know what is it do you make yourself feel like that or do you harness the feeling what is it you know there's there's a weird dichotomy that happens here but just there is <clears throat> there is you know what you want to do is you want to choose like both things are real right you've got whatever whatever challenges you've got those are real we and the things that you're um, you could be grateful for those are real. So there is a choice to make, which I'm not going to focus on. But as I was saying, the, the brain is hardwired to focus on the challenges to take for granted the things that are already set, man. I already, I already put all this food in the, in the in store for the winter time. And you know, like, I, I mean, the things that you, you know, that you do, you've already, you, it's our brains are hardwired to like sort of take that for granted. But so there's a choice to make in terms of like, I, I want to be grateful for these things that that's real. And, but the, since the brain is hardwired, you've got to practice, you've got to teach that. Um, you've got to teach your mind to, uh, to obey a little bit because what it wants to do is it wants to focus on, on the, on the things that it perceives as threats instead of the things that so both things are true that it's not like your buddhism does not ever suggest that in fact the you know what it's saying is be present with whatever is happening even yeah. in the pain but then also 
when be um, disciplined enough to notice when it doesn't hurt. And if that's different right now to right now, then it is. And if it goes back to hurting the next second, then that's, you know, so practicing helps you notice how the pain, and that could be um, a pain in your knee from sitting cross-legged, or that could be emotional pain, but it does change. And the, and the more time you spend in meditation, the, the more you have the ability to be able to notice what's actually present instead of deciding what, like, oh, this is my feeling or this is how I feel about this or this is how I'm going to feel if this thing happens. Not like the training is about noticing what is real and accepting it. And, you know, in, in, um, in Buddhism, there's one of the, there's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll try to keep this real short, but there's, there's a few foundations that there's something called the four noble truths. And basically it says there's life is going to include pain. Like, you know, and you may suffer. Um, and the suffering that you experience is dependent on how much you hold on to shit. Mm. It's the grasping, the, the clinging that causes the suffering. Pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. <laughs> suffering is about us not being able to accept what is real. And, but our brains don't do that naturally. So that's where the training comes in. It feels so unnatural <laughs> to think that way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it just feels so, it, you know, for me personally, white knuckling my way through life has been so okay for me. <laughs> you know what I mean, like for the most part, and I'm realizing that, you know, inching on 40, it's like, you can't white knuckle through your fifties or your sixties or your fucking, you have to be okay with yourself. And the one cool thing that I've been experiencing now that I've been doing the meditation every day, like just 10 minute little things, you know, and I haven't been doing it that long, probably a month or two in, but the, the cool thing that I have noticed is when, uh, you know, I used to panic at, you know, when you're, you're trying to clear your mind, trying to think of nothing, just trying to focus on your breath, you know, um, you, these thoughts would enter in and it would become this battle of getting the thought out of your head, you know, and then what this, this, the, the waking up app really helped me do was realize like, okay, acknowledge the idea, acknowledge the thought, know that it's there and then move on. You know what I mean? And that was like so big for me to realize to like, it, it doesn't have to be a battle for me to clear my mind completely. Cause it's probably not going to happen. You know, you're going to have rogue thoughts or maybe it will for certain amounts of time, but um, it was so cool to be able to let go of the thought and just acknowledge its presence, acknowledge what it is, and then continue thinking about the breath. You know what I mean? That was, that was really enlightening for me, you know? The truth is the, the battle, the battle, um, you you engaging in that battle, yeah. creates, it, like it it elongates, yeah. it elongates the process. Oh, 100 percent. I I spent five of the ten minutes fucking fighting myself over one thought I had. You know what I mean? And then and over the time, over the last month or so, it's been easier to deal with. Oh, for it too. So now now you're in battle, and then and then on top of that, you're going, why can't I fucking do this? And you know, like the, that whole thing happens, but. The mind is going to think. 
You like that's what it's there for, and you want it to. Obviously, it serves you. Uh, it's not going to stop thinking ever. What you can get better at is not engaging it. One of my teachers one time said, "Hey, man, the Jehovah Witness is going to knock on the door. You don't have to invite him in for tea." Yeah. Like you know, like that. You know, the <laughs> think if. If you just watch it, and one of the one of the famous Buddhist um, imagery um, that's used is like if you're lying on a on a on the grass and you're looking up, and a cloud you know is going by, and like if you don't follow it with your eyes, it just lasts this long, and that's the same way. If you don't engage the thought, if you don't hold on to it, you don't get drunk. You know, you don't. Oh, get, totally, dude. That's kicking and screaming. I dragged, I dragged yeah. myself for the first like five minutes, but yeah, yeah that's so cool, man. I've been, I've been working on a thing called radical acceptance, which I'm sure you've heard of. Yeah. That's been like something that I've gravitated towards as far as like getting through things, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and I never, I had never heard of it before until like a few months ago. I've never heard of it at all. You know? This is the first time I've ever heard of it. It's basically the practice of accepting life's on life's terms and uh, recognizing that you can't change shit. You know what, Simon? You've been telling me forever. It is what it is. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> so I think, I feel like the, you've been practicing that for a long like, time, you know? <laughs> thing, one of the things I've been, but the, the thing is, one of the things that, that I was listening to and I've been, is like this lady, she goes like, basically it is what it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm like, damn. I'm like, I always say it kind of bullshittingly, mm-hmm. but when she was saying it in that context, I'm like, it really is what it is. You know, but I, I think I've always said it is what it is, but I've never accepted it. Right. You know, I've always been like, uh, how can I change this? How can I change this? You know what I mean? Like, how can I, how can I change whatever it is that's, that's, that's bugging? Instead yeah. of just going like, this is happening. This has happened. Here we are. Be okay. You right. know? Yeah. So that's, you know, the, in meditation, what, you know, the, the continually bringing yourself back to the present moment is yeah, exactly. The present moment is helping you do that. Like, that's what it, that's, it's training. It's, it's training not so you become an excellent meditator. It's so that when you're going through your day, your mind is now programmed to be able to stay in, in the moment, not start tripping about like regret or, or start about what, what happened before, what's happening, what could happen. You know, you're you're do, you're you're responding, hopefully, a little wiser all the time with what's actually happening, not not yeah. being lost in your imagination. Exactly, and that's what it is. Everyone everyone gets lost in their imagination, and you're not thinking about what's happening in the moment. You start thinking about all these things that aren't even happening, don't even exist. But that's the human brain, and you have to train against that. It's almost always like if you almost always now sometimes um there is danger like that happens but most of the time like if you just check in like yeah everything's okay right now yeah 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 yeah. like um and yeah one of the um one of the meditation instructions often is um paying attention without adding anything and without taking anything away so that's that radical acceptance of like 
Like I, I'm not justifying anything. I'm not. I'm you're not, not. You're not. You're not saying you're okay with something. You're not okay with a thing. You're not saying, "Hey, this is okay to do this," or "This is okay that this happened." It's just this happened. Yeah, acceptance, right? Acceptance. It, some, this, some, this has happened, and you know what? Like if if you don't accept that it's happened and figure out a way to move past it that way you're just going to constantly be in your head yeah sometimes you decide that that there is action that's required but that doesn't that doesn't mean that you're not accepting of what happened or is happening yeah well and it can be it can be action required not reaction you know what i mean that's another that's, thing. A, that's another thing and i'm very yeah, reactionary you know bonding Responding, not reacting. Right. Yeah. Therapy. Um, what, so I wanted to see, though, I don't know how comfortable you feel with this, but would you, like, treat us like total dummies and, like, do, like, a, a quick – I mean, are you comfortable to do, like, a, uh, like a beginner kind of five-minute, like, little breathing meditation kind of thing? We talked about some of the stuff that I might say, but, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I think it would be cool just for anyone that's listening or watching that has zero – idea of how to even get started i i don't know how comfortable you feel doing What's that you, what, what do we need to do just just talk us through it i feel i feel comfortable but i'm gonna um i'm gonna set a timer so that um okay all right yeah i'd say like five ten minutes whatever you know what i mean just so for, five, like i said right, I, I would love for anyone that's interested to try to do a very simple breathing technique you know just learn how to the the very beginnings would be really cool for people all right so i i'm I'm just going to do six minutes. That's um, 10 minutes sounds really short, but it, it's a little while. Yeah. Um, so, um, so get yourself in a, in a posture where you're upright um, and comfortable and um, being balanced is good. Yeah. Um, so however you feel like you can be upright and alert and balanced and comfortable and allow your eyes to close. Bring your attention to your breath and just try to notice where it's strongest for you. For some people it's at the nostrils, for some people it's the rising and falling of the belly. So if you just sort of notice where it's most obvious to you and put your attention there. Do your best to observe the breathing without controlling it. first foundation of mindfulness is mindfulness of breath. Just trying to pay attention. You're going to hear things. You're going to feel things. But we're bringing the attention of the breath to the forefront. It's where you're placing your focus. And each time you have a sensation or you have a thought, 
feeling, simply notice and bring your attention back to your breath. want to do this with a sense of friendliness, greeting the breath, accepting what is present for us, without adding, without taking away, experiencing the present moment. Anytime a thought holds your attention, just escort your attention back to the breath without judgment. Second foundation of mindfulness is mindfulness of body, without losing touch with mindfulness of breath, bring some of your attention to the top of your head, scan to your face, try to relax any muscles in your face, is your jaw clenched? Eyes lightly closed, not tightly closed. Is there a way you can relax your shoulders a little bit? As you move your attention downwards, being aware of where your body meets the chair. Can you soften your belly at all? Are your thighs? Tense. Try to allow them to be tense. Feel your feet on the ground. And without losing the felt sense of being in your body in this present moment, turn your the majority of your attention back your breath.
out. Just three more breaths. What if John fell asleep? Is John dead? I totally fell asleep like, <laughs> like three quarters of the way through it. And like, I like, I all of a sudden like woke up and I opened my eyes and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and then I just like totally kind of fell asleep there too a little bit. I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, Ricer, I'm Zen as fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was that was cool, man. That was very, very helpful, man. How long were you guys staring at me, by the way? Just about 10 seconds. Yeah. Okay, word. That was awesome, man. So is it okay to fall asleep? <laughs> Absolutely. I kind of, like, I mean, I was, I was, in fact, I was able to fall asleep that quick. That's crazy, man. That was, yeah. that was awesome, man. As soon as you get relaxed, if what's present is tired, you're going to fall asleep. Right. I mean, that's, you know, um, and I, I went back, I've gone back a couple of times, but I, um, I went to, I went and stayed in a monastery in Thailand for, uh, three weeks and we would get up our first, um, our first meditation of the day was from four to five thirty AM. And, you know, that's early people fall asleep, man. Even the monk, even monks who that's their whole life, you know, you see, you know, you, you see this, all you know, nodding out and like, and, you know, in, in, um, in Thai forest tradition, that's where the, like there's walking meditation is a big part of it too. So, um, they just get up from the seated position and just start doing walking meditation in the back, man. If, you know, whatever it takes to, to stay awake, that's early, you know, I, yeah. no matter what that's early. And, uh, yeah. Oh, dude, this has been awesome, man. I, I appreciate all your great. insight and everything. Um, so uh, I, we can tune into Common Ground on Facebook Live, right? We'll be posting the link and all that stuff. But um, yeah, man, I mean, I'm just so, so stoked. You've been right all these years. I've been telling you to go fuck yourself every time you talk to me about uh, it. <laughs> nice to know there's one thing I was right about. <laughs> hey, man, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right, man. Well, uh, uh, that that covers the podcast. So we're gonna get zen as fuck when we get off of here. Perfect. All right, man. I'll see you. Appreciate you guys.